Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll enjoy. We're so grateful that uh, you made your way out today, and uh, we just pray that God's going to minister to your heart and to your life. He already has ministered to mine. My goodness, the, the words, the worship. The things that we are, are able to convey to Him, even as the worship team leads us every week, are just phenomenal and such a blessing. And uh, amen. We thank God for you. We thank God for Him. We thank God for you. We thank God for all that He's doing. Can I get an amen? Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Well, thank you. Again, I, I thank you for coming out. Uh, our ladies are having a great uh, conference, which is going on right now. Even as we speak, they've got meetings going on. I already heard a report this morning that uh, yesterday evening, I think it was, <laughs> the Holy Spirit moved so powerfully that people were just laid out everywhere. And so a lot of them didn't make it for the meal. And so that'll tell you something. When folks skip meals, God's moving. Can I get an amen? But this, uh, it's just awesome. And thank you guys for coming out and kind of helping us make up a little bit for those that are out of town in a way. But we're so grateful. You know, I thought about, I knew the service today, and everybody, well, you know, these people. Look, you know what? It's an opportunity for us to have an even more intimate service, which is, I like anyway. Uh, not that I don't, I, you know, I'm believing for God for every seat to be filled every Sunday. But regardless, let me tell you this. We're going to have an intimate time with the Lord together today. Amen? And I've got a word that's burning in my heart, and I want it to bring encouragement and love to you. And I'll preach like, whether it's 10,000 or 10, I'm going to give you the same thing. Amen. Praise God. So I want to talk to you today about the power of thanksgiving and praise. The power of thanksgiving and praise. Um, and if I had a subtitle for this, it would also be how to ambush the enemy. Is anybody in here, you know what, I don't want to, I'm, I'm tired of watch, having to watch out for the enemy ambushing how about we ambush him? How about we, how about we advance on his territory and set ambushments for him? So we're going to talk about that as we go through this. But the, again, the title is The Power of Thanksgiving and Praise. So I want you to say something with me today. I want you to say this. I choose, I choose gratitude. gratitude. Now, let me tell you something about that. That's not normal. That is not normal. Let me tell you what normal life is apart from God. It's fault-finding, complaining, and grumbling are natural. They're natural tendencies. But here's an announcement. We aren't natural. How many believers are in this house? Come on. We are not natural. We're supernatural. We are supernatural. And 2 Timothy has a, has a very interesting uh, revelation for us how many of you know that we've been talking about last days and the seasons and man and it's obvious that's where we are but it says this know that also in the last days perilous times shall come we're seeing that for men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous boasters proud blasphemers disobedience to parents and right in the middle of that unthankful ouch yike 
Now, if, when, when I read that, that ought, to, that ought to say something to me on a personal level. If it's that important, then in the midst of all that's going on and where we are as a culture and a world, that there would be that also, that tendency to be unthankful, I better be mindful of it. And that's for all, I don't care how spiritual we think we are, there's all times that we're, all of us are going to face times where we're going to be tempted to not be very thankful. But I want you to say with me what, what, what he just read, what he just quoted, what I just quoted, what Paul just said to Timothy. I want you to say, when it comes to being unthankful, say this, that's not me. I choose gratitude. Amen. Now, I'll tell you what. Psalm 86, listen to this. With all my heart and passion, I will thank you, my God. I will give glory to your name always and forever. Wow. So, how are we going to be thankful? First of all, we're going to be thankful for what he's done. Let's start there, being thankful for what He's done. Now, you know, the nature of God, how many of you know God's a giver? For God so loved the world that He... God's a giver, God's a lover, and God is good. Always. That's who He is. The nature of God is giving. And you know what? We don't need to take that for granted. We ought to stop and daily say thank you Lord and not take his love his goodness and his nature for granted in fact when we begin to thank God for what he's done and for who he is I'm going to make you a suggestion and Susan and I have been doing this and her even more than me I put my stuff in my notebook and on my phone but she writes down you need to write down the breakthroughs that take place in your life somewhere now, mine's in my phone. In my notebook, I got 16,000 pages of notes in my phone. Where that's, that's where I, I start studying all week. I start meditating. I put it in there. When God breaks through for you, how many of you have ever had anything miraculous, good, wonderful, glorious happen to you any point in your life? Then write it down. Remember it some way. Put it somewhere. And look, date it. So you can go back and remember. You know, I think back, I look on the history of this ministry, and we all can do this personally in, in so many ways, but corporately I look back on the history of this ministry when we went through the dark times and the dark, I mean dark places where there was no hope. And I can remember Brother Dick and I trying to come, come across that parking lot, walking into a situation that we didn't know if we were going to be able to even meet and have a building to meet in the next Sunday. Because it had gotten that bad. But God. And you know, we are not a mega church, but I'll tell you this, everything we got's paid for. And that is by the grace of Almighty God, by the goodness of God. We'll never forget it. God comes through. And when God comes through, we need to make a, a, a mental note, a heart note, a place somewhere where we can write down and remember, Lord, I remember when you rescued me. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And all that's within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not. Oh, church. 
We need to be thankful for what He's done. You need to write it down. Start you a breakthrough journal. Start you a blessing journal. Start you a gratitude notebook. Because when we are needy, and when the pressure comes, and I know this from a personal, on a personal level, when you get in the fire, and you get in the, you get in the flood, and you get in the storm, it can be the tendency to forget. Because it seems so real in the moment. It seems so big in the moment. <clears throat> and we tend to forget, oh, there were moments before that it seemed so big, it seemed so real, but God came through. Write it down, remember it, and reflect upon it. Remember the good things that He has done. Be thankful for what He's done. And how many of you know there's always something to be thankful for? We need to get to the place to where we thank God for all that we do have and stop majoring on what we don't. I heard a statistic this morning. I can't remember where I heard it, but I got up early this morning. I was listening to some stuff, and I can't remember who said it, but they said, you know, if you live in America, you are wealthier than I want to say 90% of the rest of the world, regardless of your status. I'm not talking about the multimillionaires. I'm talking about those of us. We are, per capita, the wealthiest nation in the world. By far, and it's not even close. And so there's always something to be thankful for. We used to sing that old song way back. <laughs> I mean, way back. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it may surprise you what the Lord has done. Anybody got some blessings to count in this house? Give God praise! I'm looking, at, I'm looking out in this congregation right now, and I know we're not a big crowd here today, but I, I look and I see somebody back there, and years ago they were believing God to have children. Now they have two girls. Two beautiful, blessed, glorious young girls in their, in their, in their family. And I could go through this congregation time after time after time and say, look what the Lord has done. Be thankful for what He's done. So much that we have to be grateful for. And let me ask you this. Don't you appreciate a thank you? You want to, look. <laughs> I don't know how deep to get into this, but I'll just say this. There is a tendency in culture today to just think that, well, you know what? Everybody owes me this. And if somebody does something for me, I don't need to say thankful, thank you for them because they just owe it to me. Let me tell you something. Ain't nobody... Don't nobody owe you anything. We are who we are by the grace of God. And when something is blessed and is given to you, it is, call me old-fashioned, call me what you want, but how about a good old-fashioned thank you? Amen. Can I get an amen? You know, that's a good place to <laughs> Oh, my goodness. There's always something to be thankful for. When we walk in God's ways... We are blessed. Now, that's the truth. There were ten lepers. 
And I want you to think about leprosy with me for a moment. When you, have le when you had leprosy, your life was a life of misery. It was a life of isolation. It was a life of suffering. And you were cast aside. And there were ten of them. And the reason there were ten of them were was because they were going to hang out together because nobody else was going to hang out with them. Now, it wasn't just a physical medicine thing, a medical thing. There was a religious connotation that went with it. They were considered unclean. People were afraid of them. They were afraid it was contagious and, and they, all of this stuff that was going on. Ten of those lepers... And it's a great story. But in the midst of this situation, I can imagine them, they probably didn't have a whole lot to be thankful for. But I tell you one thing they did have to be thankful for, they had each other. Aren't you glad we have each other? So even in the midst of our problems, there is always something that we have to be thankful for. Now Jesus meets these lepers. <clears throat> Stay with me. And in a certain village, let's look at the scriptures. In a certain village there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I'm going to show you something in here you may have never seen before. But I believe it is so powerful. Boy, it excited me. How many of you have ever been healed that the Lord has healed? I'm going to show you a secret, I believe, in not only getting healed, but keeping it. They said, Jesus, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. Boy, here's a powerful point I can't preach right now. It came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. How many of you know God asked us to take steps of faith, Glenn? He asked us to step out. As they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Not only that, he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, where there are not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found, there are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And here it is, watch this. And he said unto them, unto him, rather, unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. To be cleansed from leprosy is one thing. Oh, come on, church. To be cleansed from leprosy is one thing. In other words, the leprosy is not there anymore. But leprosy is deteriorating. It will eat away your joints. It eats away your flesh. It is... Uh, a your, your hands, your, your fingers, your toes. They were cleansed from the leprosy. 
But the one that came back was not only cleansed from the leprosy, as he gave thanks to God, it took it to another level. He was made whole. And you can say what you want. I believe if he had fingers missing, they were grown back. If he had ear, part of his ear missing, it was grown back. There is a powerful principle here. When, when we are touched by God, and he does great things in our lives, we need to make sure that we take time to stay thankful because it's in that that we maintain our healing, but not only that, that our healing goes to another level. Can I get a shout of praise up in this house this morning? I don't want to just be cleansed. Bless God, I want to be made whole. How many people want to be made whole up in this house this morning? Praise the Lord. Wow, 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 wow. And he said, you know, Jesus said, and here's something that I saw in this. I'm seeing so much. Jesus said, when, when, when he did this, Jesus said, thy faith hath made thee whole. Did you know what? Je Jesus equated gratitude and thankfulness with faith. When you are grateful, when you are thankful, Jesus said you are walking in faith. Wow, that's powerful. He says, thy faith hath made thee whole. So here's what I'm saying. We're going to be the one, not the nine. We're not going to stay in the camp of the nine. We're going to be the one. Everybody say, I'm the one. <laughs> Jesus equated thankfulness and faith, and they were cleansed, but he was cleansed, and he was made whole. So, how many of you are ready to thank God for what he's done? How many of you can think of something he's done for you before? How many of you know if he's done it before, he'll do it again, and he'll take it to another level? I want you to give God a clap offering for everything that he's done in your life, for all the good things that he's done. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah! <laughs> We're going to have church up in this house today. <laughs> Woo! And you're like, oh my goodness, I just can't believe all this shouting. They says... They thanked him with a loud voice. Well, praise God. We're going to thank God for what he's done. Number two, and this is important. Not only do we thank him for what he's done, we thank him for what he's going to do. I said be thankful for what he's going to do. Now, this weekend we've, we've been privileged to have Susan sitting over here with Henry this morning. We've been helping out had our grandsons that live here. And uh, by the way, y'all keep praying for us because we're delighted. We have not seen our California family since, I believe, April of last year. Or close, right in there. April, and uh, we have missing them so much. But as of right now, we, we got five plane tickets we bought. <laughs> and Christmas night at 11 o'clock, they're supposed to land in Mobile, Alabama. Hallelujah. <laughs> Put our arms around those babies. Anyway, we got our, our, our grandkids this weekend. And, and uh, Friday afternoon after school, Brother Tim Porter, he walked across and 
he had on this this thing he had made in in class uh, Friday, and it was like a it was like a crown, and it uh, paper and it and it said uh, I'm thankful for, and then on each each thing of the crown, he wrote something that he he thanked God for. I thank God for, and uh, and here's what he wrote. Now my point is be thankful for what he's going to do. Porter said, I thank God for my brother. Isn't that awesome? Water. Now, he's in the first grade. Family. Food. Amen. God. And listen to this last one. Pets. But now, here's the little secret about that. He ain't got no pets. But I got a revelation for Matthew and Suzanne. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Because I'm telling you, he's thanking God for pets before he ever got them. Pets are on the way. Somebody say, yeah. Oh, praise the Lord. So let's be thankful for what God's going to do. Now I'm going to say something here that's going to hit you right between the eyes. Boy, I'm having fun this morning. Are y'all in? Man, I hope y'all have as much fun as I am. Be thankful for what he's going to do. Stop believing for what you don't want. I'm going to let that marinate for a moment, for a minute. What do you mean by that? Stop believing for what you don't want. What you rehearse, nurse, and curse will give birth. Well, you see that in the Bible, Brother Scotty. I'm glad you asked. Job chapter 3. For the thing which I greatly feared, he said, is come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come unto me. I'm going to tell you how you can catch yourself if you're living like this. If you're not living in thankfulness for what he's going to do, you'll be saying things like, I knew that was going to happen. I knew this was going to turn out bad. I knew it wasn't going to work out. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. I tell you what I knew. I knew all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. Some way, somehow, God is going to turn this around. Can I get an amen? Stop believing for what you don't want. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Let me tell you something I found out. Praising God and giving thanks will produce your greatest breakthroughs. I'm going to say that again about rehearsing. What you rehearse, what you nurse, and what you curse will give birth. You curse yourself with your words. I'm telling you, church, don't get caught up in that stuff. Do not do it. Praising God and giving thanks will produce your greatest breakthroughs. Now, Jehoshaphat is one of my favorites. Most of you know the story, but let me give you a couple of details. He is surrounded by multiple armies. Anybody ever been surrounded by... Let's just be honest. 
Anybody in here ever get in a place where you feel like there is no demons bothering anybody else on this planet except me? Feel like you're the only one. I mean, there couldn't be anybody else doing with anything because every one of them has been unleashed against you. Multiple armies surround Jehoshaphat. And so he looks out and he doesn't know what to do. There's so many great points in this. He begins to pray. And he says this, Lord, we don't know what to do. And then he says something really powerful. But our eyes, our eyes are on you. Oh, what a powerful point that is. Susan has said to me more times than not through all of these last years, look away to Jesus. Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Keep your eyes on Jesus. So he's surrounded. He says, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And then the word says that all Judah, which Judah means praise, all Judah with their wives and their children stood before the Lord. And in this instance, the spirit of prophecy came on one of the, one of the men there. The spirit of prophecy came on Jehaziel. And uh, he prophesies, and here's what he prophesies. If you can put that scripture up, guys, if you're following along with me back there. He says this, Be not afraid or dismayed. Now, that, that can just fly by you. You know, if you ever go through a hard time and somebody says, Boy, I just feel like the Lord says, be not afraid or dismayed. And you want to say, well, you know what? You're not walking through this, but you know, this is powerful. The spirit of prophecy comes on him and he says, Be not afraid or dismayed for reason of this great multitude. For the Lord will be with you. I want you to say with me this morning, I will not be afraid or dismayed. The Lord's with me. Tell your neighbor, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. He says, be not afraid nor dismayed for reason of this great multitude, for the Lord is with you. And then after that, watch this. They begin to fall down and worship the Lord. And do what we just did a few minutes ago. Praise Him with a loud voice, it says. Now you can read all this. It's in the Word. It's in 2 Chronicles 20. And they praise Him with a loud voice. Then the next day they rose up early and they went forth. And here's what Jehoshaphat said. He said, Hear me, Judah. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. The word established there means of long continuance. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be of long continuance. How many of you want to live a long, healthy, blessed, prosperous life? Somebody say, Amen, that's me. So shall you be established and believe his prophets so shall you prosper. Then, after that, he advised or guided. It says consulted in King James. A better way to say it would be advised or guided. He, he, he got with the people and he advised them. He guided them. And he appointed singers to sing to the Lord and praise Him in their holy priestly garments as they went out before the army. And here's what they did. They went out before the army 
in what would be insanity if you're only looking in the natural. They went out ahead of the army before the battle, but here is what they said. Give thanks to the Lord for His mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord in the Amplified for His mercy and loving kindness endures forever. Folks, I'm going to tell you, it takes intentionality to stay thankful in the midst of battle. This doesn't just come because of a feeling. And I'm all for feelings. I like feelings. I like to feel it. But I'm going to tell you, it comes because of an intentional decision that we make. That no matter what is going on around us, no matter what we're hearing, no matter what is being said, we're going to go forth with thankful praise for what He's going to do, even when we don't see it with our natural eyes. Now, Casey Elkins in his book, and Casey's right there, wave Casey, right there, in his book entitled, The Power to Change Everything, says this, We don't remember what we see, what we hear, or even what we do. We remember what we rehearse. And then he goes on to say, being and staying grateful requires a lot of rehearsal. What you meditate, what you ponder, what you hear. Now, I've got news for you. You're not weird, but every person in here hears voices. You're hearing voices right now. And I'm not just talking about my voice. Because you're pondering what I'm saying. You're thinking. You're, going, you know, you're, putting, you're seeing yourself. Your imagination. You hear things. I'm going to tell you. When you begin to hear and ponder and you get intentional about this. On what God says about you. Instead of what everybody else says. Instead of what the world says. When you hear what He says. And you begin to be intentional about focusing on being grateful. It will change your life forever. Can I get an amen? Amen. Now let's see the results of this. Oh, this is so powerful. They said, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the midst of an impossible situation, your love endures forever. Your goodness. And when they began to sing and praise... When they began, when they began to sing and praise what took place, the Lord set ambushments against the men of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were self-slaughtered. The enemy will shoot himself in the foot. He will overplay his hand. God has a way of taking it and turning it around and making it work out to where in the midst of it all, as you are thankful, as you are grateful, as you are giving Him glory and giving Him honor, God will turn it around. Thankfulness came first. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take the spoil. What is spoil? You know, I, I assume everybody knows that the Bible means it's the rewards of war. In other words, it's the, it's the goods. It's the, it's the bounty. It's the material possessions. It's quiet. I said it's, it's the material possessions. To take their stuff. <laughs> they found 
much among them, including equipment, garments, and valuable things which they took for themselves more than they could carry, so much that they spent three days gathering up the spoil. Now, I'm going to give you a little insight on this, and I've read this story a thousand times, and this just came to me. Well, maybe not a thousand times, maybe 999, but pretty close. It took them longer to gather up the spoils than it did to fight the battle. Come on, is anybody ready to gather up some spoils in this house? Boy, I hope so. I hope somebody's getting this. I am. They gave thanks before the battle, church. Listen, before the outcome was visible to their eyes, they just begin to give thanks and they begin to sing and they begin to worship the Lord. Now, I want to speak a word over you today. Right now. All of this has been spoken over you, but I want to get a little more specific. This is the word of the Lord for, for many of you in this hour. If you will receive it. How many of you are ready to receive it? How many of you want a now word? I'm talking a now word. This is the word of the Lord for you in this hour. In the mighty name of Jesus our Christ. The devil took his best shot at you and he failed. Because Jesus is superior and King Jesus is Lord of your life. You are covered to a degree you don't even know yet. You are anointed to a degree you haven't even seen yet. And now you're about to be blessed at a level you've never seen before. I wish somebody would say yes, 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 yes. Yes. On the other side of every battle is the plunder <laughs> and the recompense. Hundredfold return on every seed you've sown. I need to say that again. On the side of every battle, on the other side of the battle, of every battle is the plunder and the recompense. I hear a door opening in the Spirit, and I hear the sound of approaching rain. How I many of you are grateful for the rain that we've gotten in the natural? Ah, it's prophetic. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And you know what? He saw a cloud the size of a man's hand when he declared that. I want you to declare over your life, over your future, as you give God thanks and realize as you do this, this is faith. Say, Lord, I thank you. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. It may be a cloud the size of a man's hand, but some way, somehow, God's going to turn that thing into a thunderstorm. Woo, yes, yes, yes. Wow, thank you, Lord. I hear a door opening in the Spirit. I hear the sound of approaching rain. And as T.D. Jakes would say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Here come the spoils of war. No, I'll tell you what, we've got to do better than that. Sit up straight. Lean back. Say, thank you, Jesus. Here comes the spoils of war. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Thank you, Lord.
Thank Him for what's going to come. That's number two. Number three, thanksgiving needs to be expressed. Now, I've heard people say, well, I'm, yeah, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm grateful. I've heard people say, well, you know, I love the Lord and I, I worship, but I'm just not very, I'm just not very vocal. I, you know, it's just not my personality to, to be vocal. Well, we need to work on that. Now, you don't have to jump around like I do. But I'll tell you what, that's pretty good, man. I like it. See, I like that. I'm young. Amen, brother. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to get up all in there. I'm, I love these young kids. I love these kids being up here. Well, not all kids, but <laughs> hallelujah. Keep you young. Express. It needs to be expressed. I love it when my grandkids hug me and say, Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Susu. Thank you. And, and their parents, I'm telling you, every afternoon after school, Henry and Porter come across, and I have a snack bar in my office. It's just for them and their friends. They can pick all the chips they want that their parents will let them have. Because I just, they're, they're just, I'll give them everything. And daddy or mom will say, well, you can have this, you can have that. But they come across, and every time before they leave, Matthew or Suzanne says, what do you say to Papa? Thank you, Papa. Thank you. We never want to ever take the blessings of God for granted, and we want to make sure that we are expressing them. And I'm going to show you something here today, and you might have known this, but I didn't until I read this, Matt, until I saw it in the Word of God this week on a way to express thanks that I did not know was part of that. Maybe I should have known, but I didn't. Thanksgiving needs to be expressed. We teach our children to express gratitude. And our culture and our society needs to teach that to the generations that are coming behind us. I already touched on this. It bothers me when people think, you know, that they don't need to be grateful for, for the blessings and the sacrifices that those that have gone before them have made. And so, but here is one that I did not realize which is a much-missed expression of thanks. And here's how I've discovered it, and the Lord directed me to it because during times when I start feeling overwhelmed by stuff, and I start feeling like, Lord, have mercy, Jesus, what are we going to do? How are we going to fix this? How's this going to get taken care of? God, I've noticed that I would have a deep, deep longing in a sense and a stirring in my spirit, Deborah, to pray in the Spirit. To pray in tongues. And so I do that all the time. Now, I, you know, I, that's just something that I, that I do, Susan and I do. And, and at times, if we aren't careful, watch this now, it's not natural. Because the natural tendency is to go back again and to start zeroing in on all these things big this is and this and that and the man is just bigger and bigger and bigger but if we'll be supernatural people who during those times will utilize this gift that God has given us and pray in the spirit and pray in tongues I want, you I want to show you something in uh, 1 Corinthians 14 Paul is dealing with the gifts and he's talking about how to, how to use them, how, to, how they ought to be exercised uh, all, the, all the things that go with the, the gifts of the Spirit. 
And then he's talking about praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit, speaking. And when he talks about tongues, here's what he said. Paul deals with the gifts and, and their operations. And in verse uh, 16, he says, Else when you bless with the Spirit, if you're just doing this and, and there's nobody to interpret, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say amen, watch this, at thy... Oh, you're going to have to do better than that. At your what? When I pray in the Spirit, I am giving thanks. Now, I may not know, and listen, there are times when it's like I'm trying to find something to be thankful for, and my flesh is fighting me, and my mind is fighting me, but here's the good news. I can start praying in the Spirit, and the Word says when I do that, I am giving thanks. That's powerful. Let's watch this. At thy giving of thanks. Seeing he understandeth not what you say. Watch this. For verily, for thou verily giveth thanks well. So I'm encouraging you like never before. Pray in the Spirit. And then Paul goes on to say, I speak with, in tongues more than all of you do. But when you pray in the Spirit, you are giving thanks but you're not just giving thanks, you're giving thanks well. Praying in tongues is giving thanks well. And here's what I've discovered. When I do it, it'll begin to rise up in the natural. So I'm telling you, folks, that is a powerful, powerful weapon that we need to use. Thanksgiving needs to be expressed. And that is one way to express it. Now, here's what I've discovered. What lives in your life will live on your lips and that will live in your environment. If you're grateful, you're going to say it. If we're going to praise, we're going to give Him the fruit of our lips. We need to build habits into our lives that strengthen us spiritually so that we, don't get, so that we get strong before we need to be strong. Isaiah 54, you know it. Sing, O barren! You that did not have child, sing. You who have not labored, for more the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your sights. Your descendants will inherit the nations. They're giving thanks before it ever happens and they're doing it with their lips and they're declaring and they're decreeing, God, you have said this. The Lord says, this is what's going to happen. Say it, share it, shout it. What business does a, a desolate woman have? What business does a barren, childless woman have enlarging her tent? You do it because God said it. And you give thanks to Him in advance for what He's going to do, not only for what He's done, and you vocalize it. Enlarge your tent. And I'm going to tell you, and I said it earlier, I'll say it again. There have been many times through the years we had to come in here on Sunday and praise Him for one reason and one reason alone. He's good, and His mercy endures forever. There wasn't nothing in the natural to say this thing is going to turn around. But in faith, we begin to do it. Now, we're going to close this out and take 
communion here in just a moment. But I found an interesting uh, note about Psalm 118. This is, I believe, one of the psalms that they sang probably when Jesus and his disciples took the Last Supper. Because uh, this is a, there, there, I think it was Psalm 113 through 118, or Feast of Tabernacle Psalms that they would recite and sing during that, and many of them still do today. And if you read the account of Jesus and the disciples, after they took communion, what did they do? Come on, y'all got to help me. They sang a song. They sang. I believe this is probably what they sang right here. It's Psalm 118. I'm going to read it to you, and I want us to shout together over this. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, because His mercy endures forever. Now watch this. Let Israel do what? Let Israel put your name in there. Let Scotty say. Let Teddy say. Let Randy say. Let Al say. Let Deborah say. Let Roy say. Let us say. Let us say. Let Israel say his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say his mercy endured forever. Watch this. I called upon the Lord in my distress. The Lord answered me and set me in an open place. Oh, watch this. And then they begin to prophesy. I believe. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can people do to me? Everybody stand up. The Lord is on my side to help me. Did you hear that? I said, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can people do to me? The Lord is on my side to help me. I shall look in triumph upon those who hate me. That is future. Oh, church, y'all got to respond better than this and I'll quit sooner. I will look upon those in triumph who hate me. Every demon of hell, every scheme of the enemy, everything that he has hatched, we will look upon it and say, the Lord has caused me to triumph. I shall look in triumph upon those who hate me. It is better to trust in Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. The Lord is my strength and song, and He has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. I shall not die, but I shall live and declare the works. Oh, we got to say that. Everybody say, I shall not die. But I shall live and declare the works of the Lord. You gotta say it again. I shall not die, but I shall live and declare the works of the Lord. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, the righteous shall enter through. Here it is. I will thank you that you have heard me and have become my deliverance. Now, I want everybody to look up here just a minute. 
We have to be careful. Or not, well, just to be, have to be mindful of not always making our prayers moaning, groaning, begging. Jesus, when Jesus prayed, notice how many times Jesus would begin by, Father, I thank you that you hear me. We go not as pompous, uh, you know, uh, arrogant, but we go in as, like my grandchildren come into my office, knowing that I love them and my door is open to them and there is, a, uh, there is someone in there that loves them and whatever I have is at their disposal. Whatever He has provided is at our disposal. And when we come before Him, we come before Him, first of all, with the confidence and with the assurance, Father, I thank You that You hear me. He said, yes, He does. He said, I will thank You that You have heard me and have become my deliverance. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is what the Lord has done, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we ask you, O Lord. We ask you, send now success. That's a godly prayer. It is not wrong to pray and believe for success and blessing and prosperity. There, I said it. Blessed is he, blessed be he that comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has shown us his light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. Here we go. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, I will exalt you. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. I want everybody to say it. Say, thank you, Lord. Your mercy endures forever. All right, I want you to take your communion and thank you, whoever that was that took such good care of me right here, opening this and doing that. Thank you. Uh, take that tab. When it gets to the juice part and pull down on it first until it breaks, and then it'll peel off a whole lot easier. Amen? Now, as we do this, I was reminded today, I wanted to do this for a very specific reason. Of course, we do it very often, and it wouldn't hurt my feelings if we did it every Sunday. It wouldn't bother me at all to do it every Sunday, and I'll tell you why. As often as you do this, Jesus said, as often as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. How many of you know when you do this, we start remembering all the things that He has done for us that we have to be thankful for? We remember it. It puts it at the forefront of our heart, our mind, our imagination, even in our bodies. You know, now, we, we don't, it's not transubstantiation. That's, that's not good. That's not, we're not, that's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm talking about is when I take this, I know that there is power in this because it puts me in a place of what I said earlier about what we meditate on, what we ponder, what we roll over and over and over in our hearts and in our minds becomes a reality in our lives. That finished work of Jesus Everything that he did on the cross through his death, through his burial, and through his resurrection becomes so 
beautifully prominent and powerful in our lives. And so I encourage you, do like we do, and that's most days we take communion. And I encourage you to do it at home. Keep yourself in remembrance of every good thing that God has done for you. Amen? Amen. So Jesus, we say thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't know, I was just singing it by myself. You don't know it. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, Lord. Jesus, we thank you for your broken body. Oh, for those stripes on your back. And as we receive this now, as the body of Christ corporately gathered together, we rehearse in our hearts and in our minds right now you walking that road to Calvary. Oh, you standing in judgment as they beat you with that whip. You taking all of that in your body so that we could be healed. So that we could stand whole, healthy. So that Scotty could walk in health. So that Tab could walk in health. So that Gail could walk in health. So that Bonnie could walk in health. So that Alicia Ann could walk in health. That's what we see and that's what we say is, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We just want to thank you. And so, Father, as we do this now, we hold it up. And we remember that you said, this is my body broken for you. Oh, you love us so much. You love us so much. How grateful we are. And Jesus, we receive this. Not only that, bless the Lord. We declare and we decree because of our acceptance of that finished work. We are now the righteousness of God in Christ. Holy and fully accepted before the Father because of Jesus our Lord. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's protect church. He didn't stop there. He also said this. He said, this is my blood, which is shed for you. And he said, this is the new covenant. Everybody say new covenant. This is the new covenant of my blood shed for you. And I want to tell you something about this. This blood is perfect. This blood, his blood is absolutely perfect. No fault, no sin. No sickness, and as Andrew shared so eloquently a few weeks ago, Jesus' body is perfectly whole and healthy. His blood is perfectly pure. All blood disease in Jesus' name, we declare and we decree, cleansed now by the blood of Jesus. All organs in Jesus' name, healed by the healing power of Jesus our Lord and by the blood of this new covenant. All skin disease, Jesus' skin is clear and beautiful. All skin disease, healed. All joints, bones, healed by the blood of Jesus. Not because we deserve it, He deserves it. And we're in Him. And so Jesus, we thank You now for Your blood.
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. Jesus, your blood declares and decrees all of our iniquities are forgiven. Who forgives all of our iniquities? All of our iniquities. Who forgives all of our iniquities? Who heals all of our diseases? Who redeems our lives from destruction? But not only that, who crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies and satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. I want you to lift it up and say, Thank you, Jesus, for the new covenant. Thank you, Jesus, for long life, health, strength, prosperity, abundance, spirit, soul, and body. We receive it today in Jesus' name. Let's partake. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's sing something, Matthew, just like they did. And let's thank Him. Oh, the cross wore you down was more than enough, more than enough for oh, the cross. What you've done, the power of your blood was more than enough for the cross. What you've done was more than enough, more than enough for the cross. What you've done, the power of your blood was more than enough. Thank you. Breaking the bread of your body, for spilling the wine of your blood. Thank you, my heart will sing forever. I say thank you for breaking the bread of your body, for spilling the wine of your blood. Thank you, my heart sing forever oh the cross what you've done was more than enough more than enough oh the cross what you've done the power of your blood was more than enough one more time thank you and thank you for breaking the bread of your body for spilling the wine of your blood. Thank you, my heart will sing forever. I say thank you for breaking the bread of your body, for spilling the wine of your blood. Thank you, my heart will sing forever. I want to pray over you for this is Thanksgiving week and Susan and I we thank God for you you are so precious to us you're our family our hearts are with you but I know many of you are going into family situations how many of you are going to be with extended family in any way this week uh, okay that's quite a few father I pray for 
a grace that supersedes our natural uh, tendencies. And I just ask that you would open our eyes to see through your eyes. That we would see our family. We would see our friends. We would see those that we gather with. Maybe many of them are not in fellowship with you or backslidden or out there. But God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for an anointed week that, Lord, we won't respond. Or rather, I tell you what, we won't react in the flesh. We'll respond in the Spirit. And as you speak to us, that's how we'll that's how we're going to come back with this thing, Lord. You're going to show us your heart, your heart, your heart of love and grace and goodness, and we're going to be able to have a week that is so blessed and highly favored that it's just going to be amazing, and we're going to be able to enjoy this family time together. But not only that, in Jesus' name, I declare and I decree that as you travel, as you go back and forth, whatever it is, the angel armies of God surround you and your family. The, the blood of Jesus, that blood of the covenant is covering you. You are blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed when you get back, and blessed when you, you, you're there. And everything that you set your hand to, you are looked offer, after. The, the Lord is going to protect you, bless you, keep you safe, keep you healthy, and He is going to honor you as you go forward. So in Jesus' name, we go out this week of Thanksgiving walking in all the covenant promises of our great God. Oh, I'm blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Oh, my God, everything I put my hand to prospers, blessed coming in and blessed going out. I release that for all of us, and we're going to come back here next Sunday, and we're going to have an awesome time as the family of God together. In Jesus' name, everybody that receives that says, Ah, oh, God bless you. We love you. See you next time. Thanks again for listening to our audio podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at life-church.org.